Welcome to episode seven. So today in the studio, I have Carolina. Hello. <laughs> I don't know your second name. Minton Frias. Minton Frias. Frias. Yeah. It's Venezuelan last name. I'm British. Nice. Okay, so I'm going to play you a piece of music and I want you to tell me what that makes you think of. Any kind of ideas, thoughts that come into your mind. Okay, here we go. I really felt that in my heart. Do you know the book, The Matchstick Girl? I read it in my childhood, and for some reason that very first section reminded me of it. It's a really sad book where it's this homeless girl trying to sell matchsticks, and I think she freezes to death in the end. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she doesn't, but that, that's my childhood memory of it. Because it's so ironic, because matchsticks create fire, which creates warmth, right? Yeah. I just envisioned the cold and then some kind of cobblestone bridge and a ballet. I'm better like dancing than I am with words. Like a full-on visual twirly piece with lifts and movement. It started off really dark and contemporary and grungy and then it became ballet and flowery. Like spring. Can you remember the piece of music in terms of where the springness was? I think in after two thirds, you played one really high note. Kind of went, what was it? Yeah, 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 exactly. And that just felt like mint, <laughs> like a breath of fresh air. Okay, so you, you are for telling me a story of some kind? Okay, cool. Um, I just had a memory come back to me. I was camping in Oman with my family and it was four in the morning. I was five years old and my dad woke me up and I was like, what the fuck? Why are you waking me up this early? It's dark. And he just whispered, shh, Nina, come on, be quiet, follow me. And so I followed him and we like army crawled to the beach. And just as the sun was rising, I saw all these little black dots emerging from the sand crawling towards the sea and I realized it was these turtles hatching. It was really beautiful. I'll never forget it. So what kind of place was it that you were camping? In Oman, it was the desert. So it used to get to 50 degrees during the daytime and at nighttime it would get really, really cold. I'd go camping every other weekend. We'd just go off into the desert, driving, finding random places, oases, beaches. We found a petrified forest once. It's just all the dead carbon that got preserved over time from the woods. 
So basically Oman is a tectonic plate that instead of sinking below, rised above, and it used to be, it's like the Dead Sea, and so it's got a bunch of fossils and just loads of cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> what did you feel when you, when you experienced these turtles? I felt really warm inside. I guess I felt a little bit arrogant because I was really pissed off that he'd woken me up so early. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I was wrong. I guess I sometimes reflect back on that, like, I don't know how it's going to turn out. Just trust in what's happening. Okay, so I'm gonna just going to see what happens. I feel like I'm floating. <laughs> I feel like it's taking me a second to come back <laughs> to reality after hearing that. I really felt the juxtaposition of like a wake up. <laughs> and then all the ding, 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 ding. Like all the trickling down of turtles. Yeah, I tried to get a sense of, uh, what is it, sneak. Mm -hmm. Do you think that came across? Yeah, definitely. I felt tense. Just that feeling that I had is just a bit like, oh, the fuck, army crawling <laughs> at four in the morning. <laughs> what is this? And then just that release at the end. I was going to go for something surprising. You wouldn't expect it and something magical. I tried to get the sense of guilt at the end. Yeah. Did you feel anything was missing? I guess the sun rising. Yeah. Okay. The sun, had it risen by the time the turtles were out? The sun started rising right as we arrived, and that's when I realised what was happening. So sun rising... How do I play the sun rising? Over a cold desert, right? A cold desert beach, yeah. Okay. I was using the classic harmonic minor scale again. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about this ever since like Lawrence Arabia has become like the the, <laughs> the go-to desert it. sound, you know. So when I run out of ideas for that sort of vibe, I let me just resort to mm -hmm. <laughs> classics. Yeah. So you, another story? Yeah. Um, okay. The first thing that came to mind was a time when I felt like running away from home. And I had my dog with me. 
because my dad given me our dog so that I wouldn't run away from home. I was like 11, so I was just being a dramatic child. And I just ran to the playground and hid in the playground with my dog and stayed there for a few hours. And after some time, came home and ate dinner and it was all fine. I was upset that we'd moved. Oh, I see, yeah. And I'd left all my friends. Can you describe what it was like in Beijing when you were that old? When I first moved there, it was quite a culture shock because I'd never seen snow before. I'd only ever lived in hot countries like Oman and Thailand, Philippines, Venezuela. And we moved to Beijing in the dead of winter <laughs> and I was fucking freezing. <laughs> and also we got moved into this compound where they put all the foreigners and there was a gated community, which I'd never lived in a gated community before either. So it felt very official and we got a military welcome where the guards were thumping their feet. And I was I was seven or eight when we moved. And the Olympics happened as well, so there was lots and lots of construction going on. It was quite controversial, wasn't it, all that construction for the Olympics? Yeah, it really was, because they had to knock down a lot of hutongs. And a hutong is traditionally known as a Chinese, like, olden street but it's where all of the village and communities used to be. And so imagine massive communities just destroyed and apartments built just so the city looks more pristine. That's madness. Yeah. I think the best thing to do is break it down into oh, different sections. Yeah. So you've got this moving there. You've got a sense of alienation, I'm guessing. A bit. Yeah. And also military presence. And then you've got you running away. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I really felt my dog snowy. Really? Oh, wow. I don't know if that was your intention. I really felt her comfort. <laughs> so did that work for you? Yeah. I'm just picturing, like, little me running off to this playground, sulking, like, I'm no friends. Why did we move to this crazy country? <laughs> and just being a bit overwhelmed and 
hypersensitive and aware of everything and taking all of it in and feeling heavy stuff. I really felt that come across in the piece. But then also, you know, releasing it where it gets lighter at the end. Do you think the music reflected Beijing at that time? Definitely reflected my perception of Beijing at the time. Hmm. And what was it about that you found reflected it? Kind of the heavier tones. How you you transition from heavy to light, heavy, heavy, light. Yeah. It also had a lot of repetition. I felt that in the stumps that greeted us when we arrived. Yeah, I was trying to get military presence. That snare drum kind yeah. of fanfare kind of idea, which is quite tricky on the piano. Yeah. So I realised. How did you find it? I was just thinking about different vibes, different points in the story mm. as I went along. Whenever I think of Chinese music, it's always got these parallel fourths. Now, now that you mention it, in hindsight, I see that. When I think the interesting thing about doing this podcast is, because I haven't studied Chinese music at all, I know almost nothing about it, and having to access your limited knowledge of something instantly mm -hmm. is quite an interesting exercise to do. One last story, you think? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Another story. I just remembered there was this river in my school like a little tiny koi river in high school and we had a little bridge across it. I was running late for class and I didn't step on the bridge. I just fell straight into the water <laughs> and then I was just walking around high school for the rest of the day with soggy feet. Oh no. I know. Then the bridge was like a little square stone koi fish river <laughs> by the bamboo gardens. My school was hella fancy. It was with my best friend Ren and he just like pissed himself laughing at me <laughs> and I uh, felt a little bit proud because I associated my personality as being goofy. This fits my character that I play at school <laughs> and so I played it up a little bit but then on the inside I was like I have wet feet and wet socks this isn't comfortable. <laughs> yeah. All right uh we see. For that I was going for it's it's all fine you with your friends and then suddenly it's oh oh no ah.
the movement as, as imagining this kind of waddling walk that you do when you've got wet socks and wet shoes and it's kind of uncomfortable but it's not dangerous and I think that's an interesting distinction in music this isn't a life-threatening situation you don't feel fear yeah but it's just a bit awkward it felt playful you really really captured that as well and I felt also in the beginning it kind of sounded a bit like the river flowing oh right yeah and it was just like Whoa. And then it was like, splash, <laughs> fall. I don't know if this came across in, in the music, but it's funny that it's a posh ornamental garden. Like a expensive-ass institution, yeah. posh river. I, I feel like it came across, especially in the end, where it was like, doo-doo, doo-doo, Yeah, I might have been overthinking it a bit to start with, and then I thought, you know, this is just turn it into some sort of comic thing i tend to exaggerate things sometimes a bit it makes it easier instead of just a bit of wet feet you've got like like just mud and you're Uh, doing this ridiculous walk around (laughs) that's kind of how it felt though Hmm. at least in my head you want to tell a story about your fear of the dark i i could when i go upstairs i turn the lights off downstairs and I have to walk up the stairs in the dark and I always feel like there's something following me. <laughs> I just like flip it off, like I hold my middle finger behind my back and just tell myself, don't run, cause it'll make you fall. If I ran fast, then that would be like giving in to the fear. And so I pretend that I'm not afraid even though I'm afraid and I get up the stairs really slowly, I get into my room and then I close the door and I'm like, you're not welcome here. This is my safe space. <laughs> Those stairs feel haunted though. Like yeah. there's two mirrors facing each other. And in China, that's bad feng shui. I really don't like it. Kind of reminds me of the long mirror in Spider-Man with the green goblin. I look in it and I'm looking back at myself. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh wow, okay. That's quite an interesting musical idea. I mean, probably gonna start with when the light's on, everything's all right. And then the light goes off. This weird experience. <laughs> It's in the room now. (laughs) That did feel a bit genuinely scary. Really? Yeah. Did you get the sense of the mirror? I got the sense of going up the stairs and not wanting to look in the mirror. Mm. Infinite mirror. Yeah. 
uh, with the two mirrors to try and get that effect like using a kind of delay and then because you've got two mirrors there's like a sense of the d delay doesn't ever disappear so you get this kind of nightmare effect i felt that i didn't realize you were doing the mirrors imaging each other for me it, it felt like being trapped by the mirrors and not wanting to look in them but i got that feeling from your intention where i was just like oh i'm stuck and just keep moving don't look so what did you get out of this podcast so at the moment i'm getting back into choreographing dance and i just got out really paying attention to the story that music can tell and how i can add to it with dance and how i can use storytelling and different motifs in my artistry trying to be like how do i choreograph again because i haven't done it in years and just seeing you compose it just clicked to me like oh this is how you share a story it's been amazing thank you so much all right it's a pleasure join us next week for another episode of impro pod thanks for listening